Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to our new episode of He Said, He Said, He Said, a look at the world from a seasoned Black man's perspective. I'm your host, Alvin King, and welcome to our Friday, May the 19th show, Let's Get Newsy 9. Yes, we are back, and uh, we're excited. We, we actually love doing Let's Get Newsy shows because it gives our viewers a chance to kind of interact with us more. We love having special guests, do not get me wrong, but our Let's Get Newsy shows gives, gives us a chance to kind of put our personalities out there, you know, with the stories that we are, are, are going to talk to you about tonight. So again, welcome to our show. I hope everybody had a great uh, Friday, a great Friday, a great week, if you will. Um, it's supposed to be a fantastic weekend, so I hope you partake in it. So, uh, first of all, I want to acknowledge that May is a, is a mental health awareness month, uh, all the whole month of May. Um, so, um, you know, I, we take mental health awareness very seriously here. And he said, he said, he said. And so um, just wanted to make sure that all of you were aware of that. Um, also in the news, uh, look look at that, my phone. I tell you, sometimes you got to cut your phone off, you know, when you're on the air. Um, <laughs> 22 years ago, um, today, Apple opened its first store in Tyson's Corner, ladies and gentlemen. It was the very first uh, Apple store that opened. And today, uh, they have a whole new look. Uh, this is the, uh, the Apple store of how it looked 22 years ago. But now um, they have a brand new look, ladies and gentlemen, and it is doing well. So I thought tonight, in honor of the anniversary, that I would share some facts with you all about Apple. So let, 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 let me start with, with, with this fact right here. Apple's revenue history. In 2020 and 2001, they uh, estimated that first year as making $5 billion. But by 2010, it had made $65.2 billion. And 2022, Apple's revenue is $394.33 billion, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so to add to that, uh, for some more history, in October 2001, the first generation iPod was introduced. In 2007, uh, the first generation iPhone was released. And in 2010, the first iPod was released. And last but not least here, uh, Apple's numbers. 1.3 billion iPhones have sold worldwide. 100 plus million people are using Macs worth trillion, $2 trillion. And the first Apple, see, I have Apple. I'm, I'm not talking about Adam and Eve. I'm talking about computers. The first Apple computer cost $666, hmm, $666. And that, that was back in, 20, in 2001. And I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, Apple is still doing this thing. I have stock in Apple, and I love everything about it. Also in the news, if you all have been reading, you know, we're, we're seasoned people here. So when this week when we picked up Sports Illustrated to see Martha Stewart on the cover of Sports Illustrated, 81 years old, ladies and gentlemen, okay? And... A lot of people are asking, you know, did she get any work? You know, did she get anything done? You know, is it airbrushed? But I'm going to tell you, at 81 years old, there's only so much airbrushing that you can do, okay? And I think, you know, Martha looks amazing, actually, on, on the cover of the magazine. And, um, you know, I'm giving her her props for, for doing it. And, girl, look, keep doing what, what, what you're doing. And if all you got to do is sit there and take a picture, make it happen, Martha. But last but not least, this is the mic drop of the week, ladies and gentlemen. I want you to think about something that you really love, that you can't do without. And when you see it, it just takes your breath away. Ooh la la, Viola Davis at the Cannes Film Festival. Will you look at this diva? She came up in there in this Valentino gown, baby. I mean, giving everybody life. She has been on the cover of everything. Viola Davis, you are a queen, you are your highness, you are the African princess. I love it. She dropped the mic, ladies and gentlemen. My pick of the week, Viola Davis. Hey, so look, if you all are ready, I want to get my guys in here. So let's get on with the chat.
Hey. What's up? I have a question. Is Martha Stewart the first felon to be on the cover uh, swimsuit? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I I didn't I don't know I don't know, but you know what that is that is uh yeah you know that that is a good question. It's a very you know, good. It, it's a very good question. I know she she's. That's why it says for you to say. Maybe she is the first felon. Okay, but she's selling she's selling magazines <laughs> and Lucy's. To who I don't know though. Mm-hmm. But well, she- <laughs> uh, Sports Illustrated is all about celebrating women and all ways that they show up. And mm-hmm. I love that they put her on the cover. Mm-hmm. I don't know what she had to do to get the cover, but kudos to them. Kudos yeah. to them. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. Martha, keep doing your thing, but I'm sorry. Yes, she looks great on the cover, but Viola Davis stepped into the camera this week and yeah. just shut it down. Yes. Without yeah. question, the pick of the week goes to Viola. Okay, okay, okay. She, she shut it down. Hey, um, Bobby, how you doing? Uh, oh, right, that's Rodney. That's hey, Rod- Rodney, oh. how you doing? Hey, Blue, how you doing? You know, wait a minute. Blue said, hey, George, did we change our name, y'all? Uh, you know, hey. <laughs> he could be just speaking to one of the other viewers. He's talking to some people because I'm holding, I don't see George. Hold on, let me, let me that's Michael's prison name. Oh, that's a prison name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you stupid. You stupid. Well, welcome to another episode of Let's Get Newsy, hey, guys. Sean. You know, hey, Sean. You know, um, I, I, I love doing this show with you guys because, ladies and gentlemen, what you all don't know, all of us get together and we decide what story that we want to tell. What, 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 new, what piece of news do we want to share with you guys? And we come together and we just make it happen. And again, like I said earlier, our personalities, are, it's like a bowl of soup. You know, I, I can just taste it, but I didn't make it. <laughs> well, look, I just want to say that my, one of my stories tonight is to help everybody, whether you're watching live or watching and repeat, I'm here to help you become a better gunkle, a better launt, or whoever you are to your friends and a launch. I had not heard launch. It makes not heard launch. I I am a gunkle, but I had never heard launch. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. I've never, I've never heard launch. Leave it to Bosch. I've never heard launch. Okay, giving everything. You just so happy you taught us something. (laughs) (laughs) You are funny. (laughs) So here's just another reason for us to love Target. Target offers one-year returns on their own brand items, including Cat and Jack children's clothing. So if you buy clothing for your child or for your friend's child or your niece and your nephew or however they choose to identify, you have one year. So if they outgrow it or whatever, you get to take it back to Target. doesn't matter if it's stained, ripped, whatever, they will refund you. Their policy states, if you are not satisfied with any Target-owned brand item, Return it within one year with a receipt for an exchange or a refund. Now, you know, some people have gotten a little crazy to return it up to five and $600 worth of stuff. Returns without a proof of purchase are capped at $100 per customer uh-huh. per year. I, I, but there's items with Huh? There's got to be a cap. Well, I mean, you know, if you don't have a receipt, but items with a receipt or purchase with a Target Circle membership yeah. are basically unrestricted. So yeah. at a time when other retailers are trying to step up and slow down returns, wow. Target I'll, is seeking I'll to make Well, Target is seeking to bring you back into the store and make it easier for you to return items. And since we all know it is virtually impossible to enter a Target for one thing or to just return something and not leave with a cart full of items, true, this true. policy is certain to maintain or increase Target's customer loyalty and keep new sales high. So you just got to love Target, y'all. Love Target. I, I, love Target. I, I love Target, too. And typically, when I leave out of there, there's nothing I want to take back. Well, that, 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 that's the thing. I mean, you know, um, I did recently buy something from Target um, because I'm going to have some gatherings out in my backyard. And I bought this light and I got home and it didn't work, uh-huh. in my opinion. And what I didn't realize was that... What is your opinion? It, 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 uh, did, it didn't in work? My, in, in my opinion, it didn't work because the battery was in there. It didn't work. But there were no instructions to say, pull that little red sticker out. 
so the so the battery will you know whatever whatever goes through the battery it will go from one side to the next that little red plastic strip was was keeping it from going, i didn't from, know from charge from draining the battery draining the battery well i was getting ready to take that thing back i was like no they didn't sell me some defective stuff tarjay would not do that to you they, 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 Kudos to them. Kudos to them. Well, I'm I'm glad that that you mentioned Target because this next story, um, I have a. Oh, I'm sorry, Target. I have a feeling that that um, some families may have or some people may have to start going there if they weren't going there before. Um, So in the news right now, this big thing. Now we've been talking about it for years, but I want to ask you guys: Should parents allow their children once they move out to move back into the house. And when they do, should they pay rent? If a child moves back into the house, mm-hmm. I would say no, because if a child moves back, that's for a reason. Give them a grace. Mm-hmm. But after a certain age, when they first start working, you should charge them, but you should save that money and give it to them when they're ready to move out to elevate them and uh, leapfrog them into a better experience. Wow. Bobby, before I go on to you, you got anything to say on that? Because I think you do. <laughs> I think you got a, a quick response. I will say that I don't know if rent per se is the thing, because I agree with Vosh. In most instances, if you are an adult and you move back home, it's for a reason. And, and, you know, nobody that I know is dying to move back home to, you know, and to be in a room in, in the house with their parents. So there's a reason that you've gone back. What I would say is that there would be an expectation of contribution to the household. Like, you know, mm-hmm. they take on a couple of the, the bills or and 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 help with groceries. But but going back and just kind of existing would be yeah. okay. I, I have a couple of ways that I'm looking at this. First of all, it has to be a case-by-case basis depending mm-hmm. on the household because yep. people people raise their kids differently. There I are agree. some people that I know who have raised their kids and they're lazy as all outdoors. Right. And, and, and when they leave out, I mean, when they leave the nest, um, you know, they come back. I think if you're going to do that, give them the whole experience of what it's like if they were living on their own. Write up a contract. You know, write, write up uh, an agreement to say, you know, that you, you are basically a tenant. Now, on the flip side of that, some tenants like to get up in your face, you know, when, when they're doing something in, your, in, in their property and say, you can't tell me what to do. At what point do you switch between I'm a parent versus I'm your landlord? That, that dynamic can be, I, I like the whole aspect of making a child, you know, pay rent. But there's some dynamics in there that some parents are not even ready for. And I think that that's why this case or this story is like getting so much, you know, uh, so much airtime because people are now really kind of thinking it through. Well, if I let my child come back in and I make them sign a contract and go through whatever rental agreement, there could be some some sticky situations in that in that situation. You know, here's my and, thought. If you have to have a contract for your child your to come child. back home with your child, with your child, right? That's an then issue. there is already an issue, and you probably should not let them come back. <laughs> I agree, boss. I Do agree. you know what I'm saying? I, I, I get it. If if your child has to come back and you're willing to accept them back, right. I mean, you know, you can stipulate, and maybe this is where the contract comes in, right? Like, hey, you can live here rent-free or without doing anything for like the first six months because you're coming back for whatever reason, right? But after that, then things kick in. But ultimately, you want them to go. So you don't want to put any financial burdens on them that are going to prevent them from being able to go. I mean, so it's, you know. Well, if, you, if, you, if you're paying rent, and I'm, I'm going to, because I know we got some other stories, but if, if you're paying rent, then you probably I wouldn't charge my child like, you know, half of the rent of the mortgage, if you will. I would give them an opportunity to save. But then you have to watch that, too, because if you see a child who, you know, paying you two hundred dollars rent and then they go out and they're buying Louboutins and or, you know, uh, Burberry shoes and coats and, and, you know, Gucci this, Gucci that. Yeah. There's a problem right here. They should be at home then. Well, but. Some parents don't see it that way until it's too late. 
And so we got some people who are saying some stuff. Cause <laughs> Not to mention, sometimes people will eat you out of house and home. You know, the parents are sitting there and they just eating and using your cable and your heat. Mm -hmm. So Rodney says, I know how Bobby is. Oh, Rodney says, I know how Bobby is when it comes to money. That kid ain't coming home without paying. Oh, okay. All right, Rodney. Uh, and, Mind um, your business, Rodney. <laughs> before I left home, I was working and had to contribute. I, yeah. I mean, I get it. It's yeah. you know, some people give these kids. These kids nowadays do not need a silver ticket, and some of them are getting it, and they're walking into the real world, and it's not it's not doing them any justice. Yeah. And and I think so. This conversation really needs to be had and worked out if you decide to let your child come back home, well, because it may not go the way you think. I don't have. Well, children. before you let your child come back home, come on. He said. He said. He said. Or ask Alma and <laughs> ask them to let go of it out for you. Yes, send a story to ask Alma. Yeah. I've let my child come home With and pictures, I don't know what to do. <laughs> pictures, resume, financial yeah, documents. Yeah. As we are speaking about those who are living fabulous lives, it is, in case you haven't noticed, we are on the side of the pandemic. I, I hate to say that we're, we're done with it because the reality of it is there are still people dying every day from COVID. So we need to be mindful of that. However, we are on the side of the pandemic where the concert season is alive, well, and kicking. I've been seeing my friends post all of, whether it's Usher, uh, and his Las Vegas, you know, tour. So many of my friends have traveled to go see him uh, there. There's uh, Janet Jackson as well, who's out there. Boys to Men, uh, New Edition. Uh, they are. Oh, and of course, we cannot we cannot forget uh, the Beyonce uh, Renaissance uh, tour that's out there. Look at that outfit right there. But people are out and about. They are. They are. You know, I know that someone who's a co-host on the show will be seeing Madonna. Uh, coming up soon. Am I correct? Yes. I'm sorry. I was I was getting my um I don't know what, what show that was. That I don't know. I think it was when Madonna had those cones. Okay. I think it, it was a cone. Yes. Um I mean, but you know, I'm 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 a concert goer. Okay, and, and and I and so I think you're right, Bobby. People are buying tickets, first of all. And, and some major some prices. Major prices. But there are some some shows that people can see. Yeah, that aren't as expensive. For 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 example, um, what, what's her name? Uh, Samara Joy. Oh, uh, Samara she is Joy. incredible. She yes. is so talented. She was just in Baltimore, and her tickets. First of all, when she won the Grammy, yeah, did they go tickets, up? Tickets were moving slow. No, oh, but when she won gone. the Grammy. All of them left, and she was there for four days. But the wow. ticket was forty-five dollars. Mm -hmm. I mean, which it should be. I mean, it should, well, they got to make money. But ticket prices, how much were Beyonce tickets? Oh, oh baby, but but Beyonce, Beyonce tickets are expensive. But I got to tell you, if you've seen that production that's trending, yeah, that yeah. that's what you're paying for. You, yeah, you're yeah. paying for that. Yeah. Well, what about Madonna? How much were Madonna's tickets? Madonna tickets were pretty average. I think you know, three hundred. You know, three hundred. Uh, seven like that i this is where rodney's <laughs> going to come back on and talk about me being cruel or whatever but i i'm not paying more than a car payment to go see somebody for a couple of hours that's i that point in my life has just kind of sailed for me i i just it's it you know i can't it's i need more than just being in the in the venue mm -hmm. i need more than being able to have to watch the jumbotron for the entire showed in order to see you like like i've said before like if it's bigger than the kennedy center here in dc i'm probably not going to be there well you know i'm going to look back real quick to when michael jackson was living and i don't know if if you all went to it but when barbara streisand was touring yeah. before she stopped her yeah. tickets was 500 dollars, and that Absolutely. was back then that was back that, then no, I get that, was, no. that, that was back then so i'm not justifying or advocating some of these prices, but I'm just saying $500 back then versus $1,800 now to sit but in the same seat. Alvin, but, but Alvin, you and I had the pleasure of going, attending the exact same concert, and you know where I'm going. Mm -hmm. We were together, mm -hmm. Shante mm -hmm. Moore, yep. at the House Theater a couple mm -hmm. of months ago. A couple of those tickets were, what, maybe 100 bucks, Maybe? Uh, Maybe maybe seventy seventy nine dollars at that. Okay. Something like that. Right, right. That would Amazing, be incredible. That actually <laughs> is, she's extraordinary. You 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 even got to engage with Shantae Moore at the concert. <laughs> yeah, she did call me out. 
She did. Alvin, she sang her song. Alvin got a man, and I was looking around she like, sang, where? I was like where? I was like where? I was like where? I'm sorry, they more concert. All I'm saying, there are ways that you can enjoy music out here that don't necessarily cost that. But I, I just worry that, um, you know, Taylor Swift tickets. I mean, it's not just, and it's not just people of people are spending thousands right. of dollars to be right. in 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 the, in the venue. And I, it's, you know, it's just interesting that. But the concert season is alive and well this summer. Get out there, whether you're paying, whether you go to a free concert in the park in your local city, or you know, just get out and enjoy some good music and enjoy some good people. Well, Bobby, and 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 on, in closing, because you mentioned Taylor Swift, okay, her people are good. Taylor Swift has added another feature to her concert for people who can't get in. Yeah, you can buy headsets to stand outside and hear the concert and dance in the parking lot. And guess what? And still get sold and out. People will do it. Sold yes. out. Sold out. Sold out. Yeah. So you know, I, yeah, but but you know, you got to have that good marketing team on there. That's you know. That, that's that's helping you out. And what does Blue say? And it's not always the artist charging these prices. Oh, He's, okay. I mean, he raises a good point. It is. That's, it is. A, that's a whole nother talk show. Okay. <laughs> but but, that, I, but I, I agree. Um, I, I'm agreeing with Bobby. You know, you guys, the concerts are upon us. You know, live if you can. Pay your mortgage first. All right. Oh, all right. <laughs> don't, don't, don't move home just so you can go to Taylor Swift. Well, that's what's happening. That's what's happening. <laughs> right. Buy Taylor Swift and Beyonce tickets in the same month. And living now. in the basement. And living in the basement. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, this next story is things that make you say, wow. Okay. The U.S. Secret Service is invest. Well, a couple of, of days ago, the U.S. Secret Service is investigating how a man entered the home of President Biden's national security advisor in the middle of the night roughly two, roughly two weeks ago without being detected by the agents guarding his home according to three government officials wow. the unknown man walked into jake sullivan's home at about 3 a.m one night in late april and sullivan and confronted sullivan you know and the individual he um sullivan started instructing the individual to to leave the house and the individual was drunk okay and by the time Sullivan called got the Secret Service, who was supposed to have been around his house, got in there. The guy got away. It was a secret to the Secret Service. It. I'm sorry. <laughs> that comes that, that that confirms. I think if I used to say when President Obama was in the White House, if anything happens to him, it's an inside job. Mm -hmm. Because how I thought that was like you're in your house. I don't understand it. And he lived in D.C., so it ain't like he lived in no super duper mansion. You know what I'm saying? He lived, yeah. It was one. Of, it's a, it's a literally in the city. It's an urban, like it's a house. And I'm like, and you have Secret Service detail, and somebody was able to get up in your house in the middle of the night, drunk on duty, on duty, drunk, drunk, drunk. 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 Their best, they drunk and they can get by. <laughs> drunk and can get by you. Okay, <laughs> okay. So what? Do you, I mean, if there was Somebody no other- would be on White House dog duty at this point. You're like, you keep an eye on the dogs. If you can't watch a human, you need to watch the dog. Oh, and I didn't mention, he has round the clock. Round the clock. Secret service detail. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and still, they're unaware how the person got into the house. Drunk. And so, oh, oh, can you say it one more time? Drunk. <laughs> <laughs> That's just amazing. That's that embarrassing. Is, that is you know, huge. And it's pretty embarrassing. It's very embarrassing. And the fact that he's the national the security national press, I mean, advisor. Security advisor. Mm -hmm. The man knows happened. secrets. He can't be having people <laughs> bouncing up at his crib in the middle of the night. No. Oh, can we say one more time? Drunk. Oh, my. <laughs> wow. Drunk. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 that story just kind of like, you know, I was just flabbergasted by that. And I'm like, Come on, but the Secret Service is now under investigation. As well they should be. And they're trying to figure out how did that breach happen. So, um, In fact, somebody should be on Indeed looking for a job. A, a couple of people. A couple of people. If, if it's around the clock, a yep. couple of people should be looking for a job right now. Absolutely. Well, yeah. sticking with uh, political things and things happening in Washington. So yeah. I'm not sure if you guys remember that in April, 
Randy Weingarten, uh, president of the American Federation of Teachers, yeah. had testified before the House Select Committee. Do you remember this on the COVID-19 pandemic? Mm -hmm. And I, I, I even don't even like mentioning this woman, but the Georgia representative and MAGA Republican Marjorie Taylor Greene told Weingarten that she should not have given advice on school closures because she is a political activist and not an actual mother. Not a real mother, yes. Mm -hmm. But no, I mean, that just tripped me out, especially since I have a stepmother. Weingarten is married to New York Rabbi, Rabbi Sharon Kleinbaum, mm -hmm. who brought two daughters to their relationship, making Weingarten the daughters or the children's stepmother. Democratic Congressman Robert Garcia was really, really quick to blast Green's comments as gross, bigoted, and an attempt to invalidate those who become parents through adoption, fostering, marriage, and members of the LGBTQ plus community. Mm -hmm. um, he went on to reaffirm Weingarten as a mother and praise her for being a great parent. Well, his activities did not stop then. Uh, Garcia has taken his support for families further by introducing a House resolution, which concludes a parent's responsibility and ability to contribute to their child's growth and success is not defined by circumstances by which they become a parent. And mm -hmm. families of all backgrounds and circumstances deserve to be recognized, respected, and celebrated. Absolutely. Right? Co-leads of the resolution included ranking member uh, Raul Ruiz, and representatives Becca Balant, Angie Craig, Maxwell Frost, and Mark Pocan. They represent a growing coalition of elected officials who wish to give all of America's families the respect and celebration they deserve. Amen, amen. I, I'm, I'm just gonna, first, that Marjorie Taylor Greene. First of all, I, I, don't, I don't know this because I don't follow her, but is she a parent? I believe she is. I mean, although I, she, I've never heard her. I've never heard them find out. Person. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know if she's a parent. So that that that's one thing. Um, the the second thing. Um, who I I just you know one day I I just hope that she doesn't pick up Elmer's glue one time. You know, mistaking that is her lip balm. She has two children. Her lips, her lips, she does have children? Okay. She has children, right. I'm so sorry for them. Good. You Lord. know, oh, God. Three, actually. She has three. Oh. Lauren, Taylor, yeah. and Derek. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Well. I'm, 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 I'm going to put some lip balm on because there's so many things I want to say about that woman. <laughs> but, but, um, but, uh, but, yeah, that's... Go away. Go away. Go away. All right. I'm going to move us forward. So we... Because MTG... Okay. I call it MTG. It doesn't deserve too much attention from us. So I'm going I'm to move forward. But okay. in that same venue, as, as Vosh kind of opened the door of kind of like legislation and, and policies and so forth, there's some things happening around the country in our classrooms. And all of you know I'm an educator. And so I always try to bring a little bit of the information from that, that uh, area as well. And I'm thinking about a situation that's taking place now down in Florida. Uh, Jean, Jenna Barbie is a fifth grade environmental science teacher who uh, was showing her class the film A Strange World. And because there is a character, it's 16 year old Ethan Clad is the character's name. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, he's a biracial, openly gay teenager who gets completely tongue tied when he's near his crush, which I can imagine is really a really fun storyline in this movie. Um, and she chose this movie. It's a, it's a current um, animation film by Disney. And it tied to some of the environmental science lessons that she taught because they go down under the earth and, you know, it's a strange land that they're exploring. She is now being investigated because of being um, in uh, causing an infraction against legislation that exists now in Florida that prohibits teachers from discussing issues of diversity, gender, sexuality. All of that. Mm -hmm. A fifth grade teacher showing a Disney movie is now under investigation mm -hmm. because it has a gay character for whom he is a central character, but there was nothing sexual in terms of like any kind of love scene or anything like that. And she's being investigated for it. Yeah. They're That's just, you know, right. they're just being extra. Uh, it's, a, it's a cute movie. It's a very cute movie. They were panning the movie, these same people who would probably 
leading the charge to investigate her pan the movie they're like oh it's doing poorly because it's got a gay character that's you know central to the story yeah but it's it's since gotten really great uh streaming numbers because mm-hmm. it's a very cute movie um this this whole thing about not wanting to teach children gender in school is so ridiculous because you cannot tell a child that they are a boy or a girl without teaching gender. You are already doing it. With You're already school. doing it. And nor can you help a child live authentically and in, in, in a healthy way by simply not talking about these things because either you're going to be talking about them or they're going to be talking to, about them with their friends or but like, but to the thought that by not discussing it, mm-hmm. you are either addressing it or keeping it from being raised is absolutely insane. It's insane. Well, and teachers spend more time in many cases with a child than the parents do. <laughs> exactly. So to not think that things are going to come up with the teacher that don't come up at home, right. that the teacher needs to be able to navigate and do so in a, in, a, in a way that says, okay, well, if you feel this way, so does someone's over there, or let's at least talk about it in such a way that it's not this crazy thing that you need to internalize. It's just so ridiculous and so yep. bigoted and so backward. It's, you know, uh, it's, it's disheartening. Yes. But so there's more. Is, well, yes. is, well, hold on. Is, is, is the main problem here that parents wants to have control over what, they teach or, or, or what their kids are learning or or not learning is is that is that really the underlying that issue is the, that here is the gist. That, that, is that, the that, gist. that is the gist of it which doesn't translate into your child will not learn it if you don't you know if, if you don't teach it to them right you know th- they're going to find out find a way to learn it even if the parent doesn't talk to them about it but because people are riding on this uh, this idea, parents, that if they don't do it, that the child will never learn it. It is it it's it's a cloak. It is a uh, costume that yeah. they are wearing by saying that they want to be the ones to talk to their children about it. Right. What they're saying is is that they don't want anybody to be talking about it because they want to suppress it all and not have to deal with it. They don't want your child. To be talking about it and dealing with it because right. then it's going to bring it into having to, them and their child have to talk about it. They just want exactly. it to all be squashed. Exactly. So it's just another way of disguising uh, bigotry and phobias. And you know, well, and, and, and denial kills. It, it does. It does. It drowns <laughs> many people every year. Go to school and say, I know this is what you're teaching. I don't think that my child's particularly uh, mature enough for that. And so I would like to have my child excused from that. Like, there were times when people, when they became outraged about certain information, would say, I'm not trying to say that the school can't teach it. I'm just saying that I don't want my child to like, you know, and and even then, as an educator, we push back because we say always say to them, the purpose of presenting your child here is for that for us help to expand their mind and understanding and not indoctrinate them, but allow them to have information that allows them to be critical thinkers mm-hmm. and analytical thinkers for themselves. Mm-hmm. So l- let me, uh, our producer posed the question in, in, in the chat. Uh, sports and math haven't been uh, legislated against. Um, so is this selective censorship? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. they, they are beginning to do some sports in terms of, say, for instance, trying to block transgender students, uh, athletes from, from um, competing against one another. So they are, they, they, the, the issue of uh, restrictive legislation is indeed expanding. It is going to sports. It's going to... It's, it's creeping into every, everything, all aspects of education. There are people who are leaving education now because they feel like parents are trying to dictate. Um, and unfortunately, in many instances, not just dictate, but erase, like pull mm-hmm. certain things out with the thought of, I mean, Rodney had said earlier, like uh, the problem with Florida is, is DeSantis. And DeSantis has been very clear. I mean, he used the statement saying, Florida is where woke comes to die. Mm-hmm. If you are... Mm-hmm are interested in diversity and equity and and you know thinking about other people and your impact of your actions of them like this is not your state come i don't i don't even i don't even want to lay over in florida right now i I'm really sorry. don't i you know it is um and and florida is not the only place where this is happening but it is the most um aggressive yeah. i think in terms of you know what's happening out here and it, it's just awful and so i yeah, I, I don't have anything uh, good to say about about Florida right now. So yeah, I definitely don't don't even want to 
uh, travel through it. Or have, have you guys heard that June 1st is sort of boycott Florida Day? No, I hadn't heard that. Yes, it's going around now. Uh, don't buy anything made from Florida, from Florida that's got Florida's name on it. Wow. Anything mm. like support our, you know, Latino brothers and sisters who are being like, people are leaving construction companies, farms, they're leaving the state and people are down there trying to get work done. Like construction sites have been well, they put a, because they don't have enough workers. They put a bill out that says if you are hiring undocumented workers that you could be fined some outrageous amount of money. So yeah. the and and the the people themselves can be thrown in jail and it's a felony. So the workers are not showing up. The people who have the companies are, yep. you know, scrambling. So yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. So more should be revealed because I think he's running Florida in completely the wrong direction, but he's doing it at exactly the right time, just yep. before he puts his hat in exactly. to uh, run for president, which right. he even had the, you know, they changed the law that said that you can keep an office that you have as you run for another office, just so he can do this. So yes, we can do that. So yeah. it's a hot mess. And mm -hmm. Blue raised the question about artists supporting or boycotting Florida. I agree with you. They we, we need to be making some some choices there. But but I do want to get to this other story, and I know we got a lot more to, to get to tonight. And this other one is taking place in Missouri, and it's a really really interesting case because it is a high school student by the name of Mary Walton who actually observed her teacher saying the N-word multiple times in the classroom. And in response to that, as most students, that most teenagers have cell phones, she whipped out her cell phone and she recorded the teacher in order to report him. Mary was suspended from school for recording the teacher. Mary uh, was, go ahead, Vaughn. No, you go ahead, go ahead, you go ahead. No, so, okay, I just wanna make sure that I, I cause I feel like I'm gonna ask Alma right now. Um, uh, I do. So, um, the teacher who recorded the teacher using the derogatory slang, this person here. No, correct? this is, this, this, the, no, this was actually from my last story. Sorry. This is the teacher oh. who showed the fifth grade uh, kids. Um, oh, okay. You know, okay. Story. No, that's, that's all right. That, that, but we had another image there, but okay. no, I don't have an image in terms of the, uh, the, uh, I had the school. I think I have a picture of the school there. But but oh. that was about it. But it was a 55 second video that the student recorded in order to be able to report the teacher. Mm -hmm. Turned in the video, the, the teacher was indeed reprimanded, mm -hmm. but the student was also suspended because there is a policy mm -hmm. against students. And I understand this as an educator, students mm -hmm. are not allowed to just whip out their phone and start recording teachers, mm -hmm. generally. But it raises the question as to whether or not this is a situation where there should be an exception to the rule. Because what we know to be true is if that young woman had gone down to the principal's office and said, my teacher's down there saying the N-word, the teacher is most likely going to be like, I was not saying that and she misheard me. So she was doing what she needed to do in order to provide evidence and to hold this teacher accountable. And yet she was suspended. And there are many who feel that she should not have been suspended. Well, I, I agree. I don't think she, she should have been suspended uh, either. Um, Vosh, you were going to say, because I, I, there's a, sto a story that I don't have all the facts on, but I do know the kind of the outline and details that, that speaks to this story right here. And um, uh, Blue said whistleblower. Um, so, Vosh, were you going to say something in response to that? Yeah, I was going to say she should have been suspended for having her phone. But the video should be getting the more... Uh, more airtime. The video of the teacher should be getting more airtime. She right. can take the L for the fact that she has exposed the teacher and is also exposing the school. But we see too many videos of right. students getting into fights with teachers right. about their phones, with right. other students having their phones out, recording them. Right. You're not supposed to have your phone in school. Don't have your phone in school. Mm -hmm. That's a rule. So, you know, it's multiple levels. She should now, be suspended. And I should point out the teacher no longer works for the district. So Beautiful. The district released the teacher. So she got what she needed to do. She took the L. I appreciate her her uh, journalistic integrity. I think we should send her flowers. Okay. <laughs> I, th this makes me think of, of a story um, that happened in Virginia actually a few months ago, a few months ago, where a uh, Black kid was in a class. He's the only Black kid in the class. And the teacher made them do an exercise where they put their head in the 
in, in something and Bob or to pick uh, pick cotton with their lips. And so the young black boy told his mother that he did something, you know, that he thought was inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And now the black the black kid is being ostracized. They even put him in a separate class wow. during the time that that teacher was teaching the class mm. to remove him. And so he's he's gotten some bullying from the other students for opening his mouth about what happened. And now his mother is suing. Mm-hmm. That's um, as, 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 yeah, but um, that that story made me made me think. I've been trying to follow it, but it hasn't been getting a lot of play just yet. Mm-hmm. But I did hear that um, the mother is suing it. But this this is crazy. We have so many, you know, uh, teachers and doing egregious things. And and how will you know that they're doing it if you don't report it? Mm-hmm. I understand the whole policy around the use of cell phones. Believe me. Yeah, 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 yeah. However, yeah. I really see this as this is an example of the continuous trauma that black and brown people suffer at the hands of our society. Exactly. This child was listening exactly. to their teacher exactly. use yeah. the N-word, yeah. a yeah. horrible racial yeah. slur from yeah. a, a person of authority in your class. Yeah. You, okay. you record it to confirm that it was happening because it's gonna be your word against theirs. Mm-hmm. And then for that child to be suspended. Now, I believe that mm-hmm. you know, it, in some ways she hopefully will be lauded in the same spirit of someone as a Rosa Parks who stood up and did so. Like she did the right thing. Mm-hmm. I just don't believe that she, I think that there are rules and you you want to be as equitable as possible. Mm-hmm. But I just do not believe that that child deserves suspension. Well then well, to well, not suspend no. her is th- to then support this notion that as long as you have your phone and you use it for something that could be good, that you, it's okay to have your phone. And that undermines the policy, which is, Keep your phone away because our goal is to educate you. I agree to disagree. Well, and and you all stay right there because we we're gonna come back to that. But we go we gotta we gonna keep it moving. Um, I I, I like when you all agree to disagree on that. I I, I, I like that. He, I said, got, he, he said he said he said yes. So okay, we we, we gotta keep it moving. So I think <laughs> thank you for that, Bob, because I wasn't expecting to like go down the road that we all went down on that. But um, well, you know, when I'm driving the car, buddy, we could, but you know. But watch the speed bumps. Okay, right. Um, (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? I I think it's I think it's uh, our guy up in the corner that you disagree with. Well, there are some things going on in our little chat area, so I'm just going to go ahead and follow my good my my good heart. (laughs) So, since the world is truly truly opening up, and People are throwing parties and inviting people to parties. If you throw parties, inevitably, you are asked this one question. Do you guys happen to know what what question you you get asked if you invite people to a party? What what questions do you ask? Hair up or hair down? Um, (laughs) No. um, My my parties, people tend to ask, what should I wear? Yeah, I think that's probably because most I, because I, because I'm a theme guy. So they 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 if you're invited to my party, people typically ask me what what do I wear. Mm-hmm. Well, both good questions. The mm-hmm. most common question people ask is what can I bring. Oh well, that makes sense, doesn't that, that, it? Though that makes sense. And according to hosting experts, there are five things that they suggest that you tell people to bring to your party. And after I tell you what those are, I'm gonna tell you what standout guests will bring. So if you're watching, tell us what you would ask or what you would bring to a party. So the things mm-hmm. that they suggest that you bring are one, a it game. Is, um, no, I'm sorry. Right, okay. bring a game. Okay. Bring, to your party, okay. bring a game. Number two is booze. Wine, beer, whatever, bring some booze. Mm-hmm. Number three is a salad. Do you have a cat? Do I have a cat? <laughs> no. do, do they have a cat? That's a, that's a good question, right? The, the number four is to have people bring a festive touch. Bring some decor. And the number five answer that they suggest you tell people when they ask what they can bring is simply nothing. 
Okay, I'm gonna go back to your list. First of all, don't you be bringing no deco up in my house when I tell you I'm having a theme party. Like, no, what, no, what, 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 what you gonna what you gonna bring? Touch is, uh, and when I get to this next list, you'll understand what that actually can okay. translate into. But if, if someone says, "What can I bring?" Bring a festive touch, and you get to tell them what that might bring. Bring, Put some bring, bring your on. disco ball. Bring your disco ball. Put bring some clothes light. on. Bring your fashion. Bring bring your the theme. Come in the theme. If I say Wizard of Oz, come as Dorothy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I yeah. feel you. So this is what uh, further research. on the salad. I like the salad. It's, it's I'm with Rodney. I'm like, what is up with the salad? I really do like that because it's always something fresh. It's another thing to eat. And if you have vegetarian friends or whatever, it's something that's really good. So here is what they say a standout guest is likely to bring. Mm -hmm. One, extra ice. If you oh, throw a party, you are always that. running out of ice. That, yes, 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 right? yes. Number yes. two is conversation starters. Whether it's a list of things to talk about or just having someone, I always love when, there's certain people that I've had at parties where I'm like, that person is always going to ask interesting questions. So good conversation okay. starters. Social number three, skills. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Number three is a tried and true dish. Something that you are known for making that people love. A good, a good friend coming to your party is always going to bring something like that. Number four is flowers. So when you talk about a festive touch, that could be flowers. Bring flowers oh, to your party. Flowers. Oh. Number five is wine. And number six is candles. I've definitely been known to go to someone's party and bring stuff to make luminarias. Paper bags, a little sand, some little tea lights. Make it festive outside. He? Who is he? I, I don't know. I don't know. But when you get my invitation to my party, I'm going to make sure that you just come. Okay. Well, I just want, right. Number five. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm, I'm to make sure that you just come. And unless we have a sidebar conversation, but don't be bringing no salad up into my party if I ain't having no salad. Well, that's something I, that you I, would I can't tell get someone that. to bring. That's something you would tell someone to bring. Bring a salad. Okay. 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 Uh, well, that's I, that's I, interesting. Now you, you you flowers you, can make a setting. So I, I like the flower one. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, okay. Thank you. <laughs> okay. See, I, I guess I go to different parties. <laughs> I'm just saying, and you know, you know that, that 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 that's that's why you know we're right. We 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 go to different parties. He said he said he said he don't go to no parties. <laughs> <laughs> he said don't be bringing no damn salad up to my party. You know, oh my God, the, I have friends who bring great salads. I mean, I've learned to make salads by from my friend Cheryl, who okay. was notorious. People would always tell Cheryl, bring a salad. And she'd come with a big wooden bowl with salads with like, you know, lychee and okay. I mean, just all right. gorgeous salad. All right. I all love, right. love, love salads. Okay. I don't trust everyone's cooking. Okay. Well, you would tell the right person to bring the salad. If any, if someone like that you just met said, well, what can I bring? You wouldn't tell them a salad. Like you wouldn't tell everybody to bring wine. I mean, because somebody's going to go and grab the $2 bottle of Chuck versus well, someone who you know who knows wine is right. going to bring No one asked me to bring wine. They know Guys, I'm this has turned into the cooking show. Okay, so I'm like, you know, <laughs> this has turned into, I'm, 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 I'm getting I'm, cooking I'm, show I'm, vibe, okay. So, candles are okay. also good, festive touch. Yeah. Okay, well, let's party, okay? Because That's what we're talking about. <laughs> okay, let's party. <laughs> keep, okay. okay, keep it moving, okay. all right. I have a quick question here. Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union, you know, they're my it couple. I love them. I love them. So they're in the news right now because mm -hmm. they just made an announcement that they have an agreement as a couple that they pretty much for most of their bills and when they go out and stuff, they do things 50-50. They both, you know, have a decent income, but they, they split things a lot. Okay. And my question to you is, what do you think about that? Because they've got some really interesting responses where people think that's kind of crazy. They're like, you're a married couple who it doesn't matter. Other people kind of like it because it allows them to be kind of independent. Some people say it's 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 traditional and they're not traditional. Do you think it's because they're male and female? Would it would it feel different if it were two guys or two women? I think being fair, it's about just being fair and having a conversation about what works for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I don't. Yeah, I, and I, I don't believe in letting other people into my relationship dynamic. So for me, it, it, whatever we decide on is what's working. I, I like because that. they're public, they they put it out there. But, yeah. but I like that. Song. Yeah, I think fair is fair. If that's what you want to do and it makes you happy. But interestingly enough, there are people, they're not necessarily going in on her. 
they're going in on him because they're like saying he's weak as a man that he's making her pay for things. That's the that's the the backlash has been mostly against him, and, and it made me wonder if there were two guys, for instance, would would that have been an it, obviously it would have been an issue because they're they're both guys. I don't think, but I'm I'm thinking it's a bit of misogyny and and uh, masculinity being threatened here that people are going in on Dwayne Wayne. There's a lot of conversations going on uh, the internet these days about yeah. what women want, what they expect right. from men, right. et cetera. So uh, all of these old gender roles and uh, the relationship yeah. things really it's, need to be challenged. And yeah. But the big thing here is that he has an ex-wife and yes. probably has alimony. Yeah. So if they're gonna contribute and live the life that they want and she's making as much money as she's making, it makes sense that she contributes to what they're doing so that she's not contributing to this alimony payment thing. I think and right. as long as they are happy with it, which I think is good and healthy, yeah. then that might, that maybe that is the way the thing should be. That's all I have to I say on that. I, I don't want to go back to that, but yeah. our producer just said, sent us something that made me laugh. He's like, if you're going to the party, bring Popeyes. Everybody loves Popeyes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 again, uh, again, we have separate parties that we go to. All right, we 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 we, we really do. All okay, right. yeah, we, well, we we do, we do. Yeah. All right, y'all. Terry Martin, a 76 year old man, has been indicted for the theft of a pair of Judy Garland's ruby slippers <laughs> worn in the film The Wizard of Oz. 18 years after this man stole them, which means that he stole them back <laughs> <laughs> when he was like in his 56. I, can't, I mean, it's just I can't. incredible. So I in 2005, can't. an unknown individual, because they didn't know who he was, climbed through a window of the Judy Garland Museum in Grand Rapids, <laughs> broke the display where the shoes were being kept, and vanished. And stole the red slippers. Leaving only a single red sequin behind. Now the shoes were valued as a million dollars in 2005 and are estimated to be worth 3.5 million now. Uh, they were recovered by the FBI in a sting operation in 2018, but no arrest was made until just recently. So the local in Minnesota, Terry Martin, lived only 12 miles away from the museum and the people who worked at the museum were like, I, we didn't know that they were that close. Anyway, he's gonna be charged uh, with one count of theft of a major artwork. And we'll keep you informed of how this trial goes. And I will personally let you know if any good witch from the North or the South intervenes. Uh, okay. Sounds like a, sounds like a latent, a latent Klepto. issue. Issue, a latent person. Some, something's wrong with him, okay? Yeah. Some, 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 something's wrong, but okay. He wanted right. the shoes. They were kind of okay. cute. He thought they were magical. Okay. Okay. Well, since, since we go ahead, go ahead. Speaking of magical, I just want to give a very quick shout out and kudos to something that I've noticed mm -hmm. as I watch television. Mm -hmm. I have seen an increase in casts, television show casts that are more diverse. Okay. Like they're, you know, there's. Mm -hmm. Right now, we have the image of 911, a really diverse cast, including transgender, people of different religions. This is uh, FBI, uh, mm -hmm. Muslim uh, uh, a lead there. New York City, a black woman is the, is the chief police officer there. Station 19, a really diverse um, uh, fire uh, crew in Seattle, Washington. Uh, and one of my favorites is Will Trent. Um, Will Trent is a Hispanic adoptee with ADHD and dyslexia. You know, he's got the, it's a diverse cast. And I just, you know, for a lot of times, I believe that Hollywood believed that unless it was a white lead, um, it wouldn't sell, people wouldn't watch it, whatever. I still continue to see, for me, the, one of the greatest voids um, are Asian and Asian Americans and Black men. I still see that as a void that needs to be filled. And yet I'm still looking at some of these shows that are well-written and really offer a diverse cast and just be, they reflect, you know, they deal with different issues as a result of having different types of people in the cast, mm -hmm. um, and how they wrestle with it and how they engage one another in life. And I'm just, I'm just encouraged by that because um, there was a long time where you turn on the television show and unless you were a white 
person in America, you just did not see reflections of yourself. So it's it's um, it's worth, I believe, giving a little bit of a shout out and kudos to um, uh, the TV industry on realizing that a diverse cast can also be a profitable and um, and, and interesting mm -hmm. cast. Well, while we're on the subject of diversity, we can't be any more diverse than this person right here that we're going to talk about. Uh, uh, RuPaul, okay, has opened uh, his doors of his beautiful home in Beverly Hills uh, to the Architectural Digest. And for those of you who don't know RuPaul, he's a legendary queen of drag and mogul, okay, um, and has a massive Hollywood residence, uh, residency-inspired estate. His uh, menswear closet also includes all a wall of accessories among pairs of platform boots and pattern scarves are numerous Gucci bags, including a leather duffel bag with the Italian label trademark King Snake. His room is decorated with several antiques, including a sewing box once owned by actress Anne Margaret. Margaret. RuPaul's second closet and favorite room serves as the drag archive. Christian Louboutins in every shade on the wall, while glass cabinets show off the elaborate collection uh, of statement jewelry. And we cannot go without saying that in one of those rooms, his favorite designer, Zaldi, um, and RuPaul's longtime dressmaker, all of those dresses are there and, and for, for everybody to see. you got to find the article and check it out. It is really, really good. Him and his husband, uh, George Labar, uh, purchased the home uh, for 13 Point seven million dollars in 2019, ladies and gentlemen. All What's right. the address? All right. Okay. 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 <laughs> I got a salad. I want to take over. Beverly <laughs> Hills, Vosh, is all you need to know. I, I did know, you know, for, for me, you know, I think you should have a home that makes you happy. Clearly, that home makes him happy. For oh me, God. it would give me a headache, but it makes it makes him happy because it's a bit busy. But for thirteen point seven million, what can I say? I have nothing to compare it to. You know what I'm saying? I thought the same thing. I yeah, did. It, I was like, it's his money, and he's gonna do what he wants to do. But that it, it was, it was, it was color color overload for me. I, I could not walk into that every day. All that it, there was not a room that I saw that felt calm to me. But to him, it it made him oh, feel calm. It. Yeah, yeah, he loved it. So, ladies and gentlemen, look, we are nearing the end of our show, and we want to let you all know next week we are coming up on Memorial Day yeah. weekend, which is also Black Pride in D.C. Um, uh, one of our hosts, let me say it right now, Bobby will not be with us next week because he's abandoning us to go do something. We have no I idea work. what. And, uh, <laughs> oh, okay, he's calling it work. And um, he, he, he won't be here. working. He won't be here next week, but next week we are paying homage. Our show is called Mighty Real, the legendary legendary clubhouse. We are paying tribute to the clubhouse and, and the history of the clubhouse next week. We will have special guests here from the clubhouse. This gentleman right here is one of the original founders, and he will be here next week uh, on the show. And we have some, uh, this is uh, some of the images from the clubhouse when it was in its heyday for 15 years, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, we cannot wait to have them on the show uh, to talk about that. And this picture right here is me and a young lady by the name of Tracy Rose. I was a clubhouse dancer back in the day. Look at that waistline, y'all, okay? <laughs> but, um, but we will have them here. And if you tune in next week, next week the clubhouse is having this big event um, here. Uh, it's, it's called the Clubhouse Reunion Party and you can win free tickets to the party on on Sunday, March, May the 28th, ladies and gentlemen. So tune in so you can win free tickets, all right? Um, our words of the week this week, um, <laughs> I need a vacation. I may come back and I may not. Okay? Okay? <laughs> you know, that, 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 that was cute. That was cute. So, and to close out tonight, um, some of you have mentioned it, um, Pro Football um, Hall of Famer Jim Brown, the unstoppable running back who retired at the peak of his brilliant career to become an actor and uh, well as well as a prominent civil rights advocate during the 1960s, died last evening peacefully at his home, according to his spokeswoman for, for the Brown family. He was 87 years old. We send our prayers to the Brown family uh, on the passing of Jim Brown, ladies and gentlemen. So, wow, we made, we did it. Okay, we, we did it. 
<laughs> ladies and gentlemen thank you all for tuning in who did anybody say anything great show thank you sean we love you for tuning in you are tuning in next week especially if you're in dc you might win some tickets to the party okay <laughs> don't be tardy all right don't ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so we look forward to seeing you guys next week on a new episode of he said he said he said y'all be good now have a great Take weekend everybody be safe.